Hi, I'm Emily Williams, the founder of the top success and personal development company for driven women called I Heart My Life. I grew my company from $442 to seven figures in my first 18 months. And since then, it's become a movement for women who know they're meant for something big and refuse to settle. At I Heart My Life, we operate with the belief that anything is possible and no dream is too big. We're all about combining business strategy, deep mindset work, high performance practices, money tips, and a whole lot of lifestyle to help you get the results you deserve in all areas of life. Because after all, we only get this one shot. This is your one-stop shop for all things inspiration. So grab your favorite drink and a pen and a notebook and get ready to be inspired. Oh, and if you're not a member of our community, go to iheartmylife.com slash join and receive all of our emails and announcements. And while you're at it, copy and paste this episode link and share it with three friends. Now on to the episode. Hey, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life, and you are host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 227, Making Multiple Seven Figures Through Passive Income Streams with Lisa Johnson. So today's episode is a special one. I know I say that all the time, but I love Lisa's message and all she's done to transform her life in such a short period of time. She's super honest and vulnerable in this episode and talks about how she literally made barely any money until she was 40 years old. Then she discovered the world of entrepreneurship, in particular, the online space, moved forward with learning everything she could possibly learn about marketing and passive income and growing an online business. And now she's here today having literally just hit 3.5 million in a single launch. She's due to hit 5 million this year alone. And she just started her business three years ago. So this is an example of anything being possible. So I want you to listen to this episode and remember that Lisa is just like you and me. She started from the ground up. She didn't know what she was doing, but she learned and she took the action. And all of this is possible for you too if you show up and you do the work. So let's go ahead and dive in. Oh, and one more thing. In this episode, Lisa talks about money mindset and how that was one of the keys to creating wealth within her business. She had to believe that she could actually make the money before she did. And obviously, that's worked for her. So I'm going to share a little bit more about my I Heart Money course with you today. And I want you to seriously consider getting your hands on it and doing the same work that Lisa did to transform her money story just a few years ago. Are you looking to transform your relationship with money? Are you looking to make more money? Are you looking to increase your sales or maybe support your team in making more sales? If so, keep listening. We have our I Heart Money course available just for you. This is my signature course that helps you uncover all the things that are stopping you from creating more wealth. We go through eight modules together. You get a workbook plus video trainings, as well as access to over 20 hours of group coaching calls that I recorded with real life women who want to make more money. You're going to get so much from this program, and I want to give you an opportunity to get it at 15% off. So if you go to iheartmylife.com and go to our courses page, you're going to see iHeartMoney on there. If you use the promo code podcast, you're going to save that 15%. 
We'll also link it in the show notes. I want to make sure that you are able to create as much wealth as you desire, because that's the only way that you're going to be able to impact the world and step fully into your purpose and have all of the opportunities that you desire. You deserve to live a life of abundance. You deserve to be fully satisfied. You deserve to be fulfilled. And that's what I Heart Money is all about. So again, it's perfect for you if you are a new entrepreneur. It's perfect for you if you are a seasoned entrepreneur looking to go to the next level. It's perfect for you if you're in a career and you want to have a raise. It's perfect for you if you want to support your team in going to the next level. Maybe you have a sales team and you want to help them hit their next level money goals. It's also perfect for you if you want to learn all about money mindset and teach it to your clients. So again, go to iheartmylife.com, go to the courses page and check out iHeartMoney and use the promo code podcast to save 15 Welcome to the I Heart My Life show, Lisa. I'm so excited to have this time with you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited too. Yeah, I know my audience is going to be thrilled to hear everything you're going to teach us about passive income. But first, I want you to take us back and share a little bit about your story. Yeah, so how far back do you want to go? (laughs) So, um, Basically, my whole life, I didn't know anything about business. I didn't even know people sort of had businesses because I come from poverty. I come from, I grew up in a council estate in Lincolnshire, which is like welfare in the US. Um, and here in the UK, it was, it was really hard. And I got bullied for being poor my whole life. And so I didn't think anything about business until I kind of clawed my way up the corporate ladder like we do, um, because we're supposed to, and thought I'd done quite well, you know, getting to this, I was in an investment bank, I was doing okay, um, making decent-ish money, like 50, 60,000 a year. And then I accidentally got pregnant with twins. <laughs> Not one, of course, but two. And so I had to completely rewrite my story. And what that meant was me going back to working as a PA because it was the only job I could find that was near enough to my house to be able to see the kids. I was a single parent at the time and they were five months old when I went back to work. And so I got this job, which, you know, I went from earning 60,000 to about 15,000 and had two more mouths to feed. But at least I got to see them. You know, I was working in the city before that and I could, I didn't ever see them. They were asleep when I walked out the door. They were asleep when I came back and I knew that I wanted more time with them. And so I got this nine to five job. And while I was there, I got bored because, you know, you know, when they tell you, you have to sit there till five o'clock, even though you don't have any work to do. So you end up just playing on the internet. And I started thinking, well, maybe I could do something else at the same time. Maybe I can have a side hustle of some kind. Maybe I can start a business but I didn't know anything about business. So I did. I started thinking, well, what could I do? And I was quite good at organizing. I was good at parties. I like cake. So I thought I'll become a wedding planner. Um, Why not? So that's what I did. I started a wedding planning business and made every mistake you could possibly make in that first year. Um, You know, when we, I had a new boyfriend at the time and we sat down at the end of the first year and I'd had 13 full planning weddings, which is pretty good. But because I didn't know anything about business, we worked out that I was earning less than £1.15 an hour. So we were like, okay, I need to know about business. But by this point, this was only now six years ago, seven years ago, I was £30,000 in debt. And so 
I was like, okay, how do I deal with this? I either have to just realize that just like the generations before me in my family, I was going to be poor. I was going to live hand to mouth, but I was going to see my kids. And that's just the way it has to be. Just don't have any ambition. Or I need to find a way to learn about business pretty quickly and turn this business around, um, which was going to cost me another 5000 If you're 30000 in debt, what's another five, right? It doesn't mean anything. So I said, right, let's do that. Let's put it on a credit card. And that's what I did. And I learned all about those business basics that you really should know before you start a business, you know, stuff you teach, the money mindset stuff, you know, how to have a strategy, how to have a marketing plan. And within the biggest thing that I learned was ideal client. I didn't understand anything about that before. And I really niched down who I wanted to do weddings for. And then five months later, our perfect ideal client walks through the door. He worked at Google. She worked at Facebook. They wanted a hipster warehouse wedding. It was my perfect client. And we booked them without them even going to anyone else. They had like a hundred thousand pound budget. And then about... Six months later, we were fully booked for nearly two years with perfect clients. Um, and we turned the business around and we made nearly 100,000 in the next year. And I just want to ask a few questions about that first. Yeah, so sure. the thing that's amazing to me is that in your first year, you had 13 weddings. So even if they weren't ideal clients, where did they find you? They found me from my website, which looked like a child put it together. <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably why they thought I was a budget wedding planner when that's not at all what I wanted to be. But you know what it's like? If you don't brand yourself, you, your client will brand you. Like they'll decide where you are in the pecking order and what right. they will pay you. And so you, what were you charging for your first weddings? About 1,000, 1,000 pounds a wedding, maybe 1,500 if I was training proper flush. So then you decided to hire or did you hire a coach or were you in a group program? It was in a, it was a course with a little bit of one-to-one Got coaching. It. And so you learned that you need to figure out who that avatar actually is. So you decided to go for more higher end clients. Yeah. I wanted higher end, but I wanted cool, Shoreditch, yeah. hipster type clients. And I didn't think they existed at first because we all assume things, don't we? That we tell ourselves things aren't real. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, they don't exist. They won't spend the money. And that was a lie. They would. And then what did you raise your prices to? 10,000. So so then you made in the second year, you made 100K. And so where'd you go from there? So after the first year, I realized that what I had done, although that was great, what I had done was planned a business before I planned my life. Like, what did I want my life to look like? If you'd have asked me that, I would have said, well, I want to travel. I've never been able to travel because I've never been able to afford it. And I've always wanted to see places. I want to take the twins around the world. I want to spend time with them. And yet I'd given myself a business where I worked every single weekend throughout an entire summer. So I realized I was in the wrong business. And that even though that had worked, and then I, I stayed in it for another year and while I was looking for someone to buy the business. In the end, we interviewed about six people to buy the business and they wanted to buy it, but all they cared about was the profit. You know what it's like when people buy businesses, they care about the numbers. I needed someone that really loved wedding planning because if you don't love that business, you you won't make any money from it. It's not the kind of business that you do for money. And so in the end, we did a competition to help somebody who financially could never afford to start a business, but always wanted to be a wedding planner. And we gave them the business and we got this great lady, she's 50 years old, always wanted to be a wedding planner, really cool, hipster vibe. Um, And she's taken it over and she's been running it now for the last four. 
doing really well. Wow, so that's incredible. Really, yeah, it was really good fun, like choosing someone out of all of these like competition entries, all of these applicants. And, you know, they got a ready-made portfolio of weddings we'd done. And we were very known in the industry by that point. So we could, you know, get deals and things. So the SEO was number one. So they were able to get that. So yeah, it worked really well. But then I was like, what do I do now? And people have been asking me for the last year, how have you done this? How have you come into the wedding industry and you've got to the to the top in the UK? And I had learned so much stuff. I was a course junkie by this point. You know, I'd, I'd read all the books and I'd gone to all the webinars. And so I thought, well, maybe this could be the business. Maybe I could teach people strategy. Maybe I could show people how to how to make money from businesses. And so started with that. First, wedding people would come to me. Then non-wedding people started coming to me. And all I did was started a Facebook group and went live every day in that group. I didn't have a website or any of the stuff you're supposed to have or an email list. I just went live every day in this group. And in month six, I made 100,000 just from that group um, by putting out one-to-ones. But again, I did the same thing. I gave myself a business that I hadn't planned for. So this time, you know, in that first year, I made £220,000 in the first year. And everyone from the outside was saying, oh, you look, you know, look how successful you are. You're fully booked. And I was, I couldn't take a single client on because I was so full with one-to-ones. Um, and I was, I was traveling a bit and I was speaking on stages, which was all great, but I didn't feel successful. I felt like I'd given myself a business that was going to burn me out because I was working from six o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock at night. All these plans I had to be around the kids, I was never going to be able to do that with this business. And so I started thinking there must be another way. There must be other business models out there that I just don't know about. And I heard somebody arguing on a podcast about passive income. Someone was saying it's true. Someone was saying it isn't true. I kind of started listening and I went down this rabbit hole of wanting to learn everything about different passive income streams. So that's what I did. I spent 200,000 in eight months learning everything from the best people out there on things like drop shipping, courses, memberships, you know, all the things, cryptocurrency, and started implementing things into my business slowly, like one thing at a time, see what works, see what doesn't. If things didn't work out very well, I would tweak them and find my own ways of doing it that made them work better. And I was just experimenting. So at the end of that first year, when I was working 200, no, I was making 220,000, I was working probably 80 hours a week. By the end of the second year after doing this, I was working 30 hours a month and I was earning over a million. And it made me realize this is the business model. And people then started saying, like, we're seeing you travel the world with your kids. We know you're making this money. How are you doing this? And so I started teaching people about courses and memberships and how to have this one-to-many instead of one-to-one kind of model in their business. And now, well, you've seen this year, we had a $3.5 million launch from that one course that I now do. Wow. Okay. In a world in four years. (laughs) That's so amazing. Okay. So I want to break it down a little bit more. So you spent... 200,000 on learning all of this stuff. So what would you say was one of the top things that you learned that was a difference maker for you? That 
the biggest thing by far was that everybody had told me up until this point of me going and searching out passive income that even if you want to do courses and memberships, you have to do one-to-one for at least four or five years mm. to, to, you know, that's the model that you have to do. And it, and I kind of, when you come into an industry, you look at what other people are doing and you think, well, I must do it that way. That's, this is how it is done. And what that made me realize, I went into this course where they went, well, no, you can do whatever business model you want. It's your life. Like you decide. And it made me realize that actually not just that, but everything that I'd ever seen in the online world or in any business, you can do it a completely different way. If everyone is zigging, you can decide to zag and it will still be okay. You don't have to do things how everyone does. And that's been the backbone of my entire business. Mm, I love that. I was totally in the same place as you at one point because I had 27 one-on-one clients at one time. And I realized very quickly, I actually launched a group program within my first three months or so because I realized like this is not sustainable. I don't want to be working 80 hours a week and Mm -hmm. there's a better way. I love that. And so as you move forward and you put yourself out there and you started this Facebook group, where were you advertising the Facebook group to get people coming in? So I wasn't. What was happening is I'd, at the beginning, I just put it like in my personal Facebook group and was like, hey, like any friends or family want to come in? I'm starting a business. I'm going to teach you about business. And a few people came in. And because I was so consistently going live, people would tell other people about it. And the group became engaged really quickly because I took them on the journey with me of, of me growing, you know, and, and told them the good and the bad. Like, I believe in integrity. And so with that means you tell people what's been bad in your business and what hasn't worked, not just what has. Um, So that's what I did. And more people started to come. And we didn't use Facebook ads until I'd already made a million. We just did everything organically. We I started doing an email list the beginning of last year. So like started growing an email list and doing things like lead magnets and quizzes and those kind of things. And that has skyrocketed everything. I wish I'd have done it right from the beginning. So when you were first starting, mainly the videos were around what's working and what's, what isn't working. Yeah. Just little tips. Like, you know, in my first year I did this, it wasn't the best thing to do, or I thought I had to undercut people. And I was just teaching them the things I'd learned just from the wedding industry at that point. And the more time went on, I then had things that I could teach them about the business I was doing then, which was very, very different. So I was just teaching what I knew and not pretending to know more than I knew. Just, you know, you're always a couple of steps up, aren't you? And and so that's what I was doing mm. and still do, if we're honest. <laughs> yeah. And so you started with one-to-one. What was the second product that you offered? Second thing I bought out was I realized that lots of people in the one-to-ones were asking me the exact same questions. So I thought, well, I can teach lots of people together this. So I bought out a basics program called Fabulous Foundations, which was just all the things that I wished that I'd learned before starting the wedding business. And so I bought that out and that did really well. And then I had 600 people in my group at that time when that came out. That's what I made the the six figures on, the next six figures on in the business. And that's how we got to the 220. And then I realized very quickly that there were a lot of people that couldn't afford that. It was about a thousand And there were many people in my audience that couldn't afford that much. So I was like, how can I help these people? And so I started a membership very quickly afterwards, a couple of months afterwards, called the Get Done Society. And that membership, I said I was going to cap it at a certain number. It's like 500 people. 
and it was really cheap at the time. I think it was like 15 or 20. It's now 49. Um, and we got 163 people in the first day into the membership. So that was like really semi-passive for me. And that changed the game because once you have that, it's recurring revenue. And so you don't get that panic every month, the up and downness of it, because there was always going to be some money coming in. And we now have, we uncapped it a couple of months ago and we now have a thousand there and we've capped it again. Wow. I still have the same products that I have then. I just added one, which mm-hmm. was the, the main signature course, one to many. So tell us a little bit more about some of the things that you wish you learned when you first started a business. You mentioned the avatar piece, knowing who your ideal client is, knowing what sort of business you want to build to reach your personal goals. What else would you say? I think one of the biggest things was money mindset. I had no idea how the limited beliefs that I had around money and I didn't know it. Like I tell people I want to make a million and my subconscious would be going, yeah, yeah, (laughs) like, no, somebody like you is not going to make a million because I really truly believe that someone from where I come from can't make a thousand. You know, I really believe that people from where I come from didn't make lots of money, didn't have businesses. I also had a problem with rich people because I was bullied at school for being poor. My head was telling me, well, rich people are bad people. They're the people that bullied you. If you get rich, you're going to become like them and no one's going to like you. And so that stopped me earning for that year like I was self-sabotaging all over the place because Mm -hmm. I was scared of what money would do and I had to what did that yeah what did that self-sabotage look like what were you doing I was now I look back I can see so many things I was doing if people would give me advice of what to do I wouldn't take the advice I would undercut instead of charging what I was worth I would just go well if I'm the lowest person they're gonna have to go with me if I'm the cheapest Mm -hmm they're going to go with me, which is, and they did, but that didn't help me, (laughs) you know, that would keep me playing small all the time rather than realizing my worth. So yeah, yeah, there was a lot of things I was doing that now when I look back, I can see why I was doing them. I think it's so amazing. You know, when we do look back, of course, hindsight is 2020. Um, but it's incredible how many people I I ask this question to, and it's always something around mindset or some like tweak that you make mentally that is such a game changer. And yes, of course, strategies are so, so important, but strategies are nothing if you don't believe that it's possible for you. No, I think it's huge. Like, even now when I'm teaching people strategy, I can teach people how to make passive income in about 10 hours. If, if they just do everything I say, they'll make passive income. Over 50% will never make passive income. And it isn't because of the strategy. It's because they don't believe they can. And if you don't believe you can do something, you're not going to push yourself to do all the things we need to do in business to get there. We're going to go, well, it probably wouldn't have happened anyway. And so there's no point stressing ourselves out doing these things that are going to take effort. Um, whereas actually to be the 5% of people that do actually make a success of their business, we have to do what 95% of people won't do. And that's to go a bit further. Yeah. And I know that's the name of your group, correct? The 5%. Yeah, 5%. Love it. So yeah, tell us what are some of the things that people who are successful within your community are doing on a regular basis? They are starting to build their audience very early. So you know, they're getting a funnel in place early. They're getting freebies out there. They're giving value early. And this is something I didn't do, um, but they're doing because I didn't. So they're doing that. They're also growing a loyal audience. 
So rather than just growing an audience, they're I, I think it's really important to grow a loyal audience and, and that's what I teach. So they take people on the journey with them. They're consistent. Um, they tell it like it is. They show behind the scenes, all of those things. Um, so they're doing that and they're launching really well. Launching is my favorite thing to do. So they're launching really, really well um, with a proper launch plan rather than just, you know, there's so many people that come to me and say, oh, I, I did everything you said and I grew an audience and I have a great course and I put it out there and it didn't work. And I say, well, how did you launch it? Well, I told people in a post. <laughs> it's like, this isn't enough these days. Like everyone's been burned on the internet. We've all, you know, had bought a course that we've never even started. And so people have to trust you. And that's where the integrity comes in. Like give value, show what you're really about, show what you stand for. Yeah, I know we've had this conversation before because we got to work together in London, which was amazing. And you mentioned, you know, how many times that I see this too, people come to you and they want to launch something, but they haven't put the foundation in place. They haven't created the audience. They don't have the numbers to reach the financial goals. So how does somebody know if they're ready to create a passive income product? I think that, I mean, you're going to have to, even if you decide today, I want to, I want to do a course you're going to have to think realistically six months time or more. Like if we're realistic about it, yes, there are some unicorns that grow an audience within two months and they launch and they do amazingly. And I've had a few of those clients myself, but if we are on the side of caution, you need six months to a year to build an audience properly and get a lot of people in because despite what people say, there is a bit of a numbers game in there. You do need the numbers. You do, you need an engaged audience. Yes, but you need the numbers as well. So you know, you'll know you're ready when your audience is asking you to sell them something. Mm. And that happens, you know, to everybody. Eventually they're like, do you have anything I can buy that will help me with this? And you know, they're ready. And so just having your eyes open to some of those clues and, you know, uh, things that your audience is actually craving. I love that. Yeah. And that's the best thing about having an audience that's engaged. You can ask them, what do you need right now? You know, what are you struggling with? They are your best market research. Yeah. And so when you think about what's worked for you in terms of building a community, I know you mentioned taking people behind the scenes, vulnerability, sharing honestly what's going on for you, what's working, what's not working. And then you have your Facebook group. So in addition to nurturing that Facebook group, have you built your audience through other ways as well? No, all I've ever done is had a Facebook group and now have a list. I have done a couple of things kind of within the last year and a half that have meant that that Facebook group has grown quicker and the email list has grown quicker. And that's things like teaching on other people's memberships. So like pitching, asking mm-hmm. if I can teach, you know, passive income in their memberships. I've stood on a few stages, not many, um, but I've done a few of those kind of things. I've got a few pieces of PR that have been pretty good. I was in Forbes and things like that. Um, so that's all those things help. But the thing that I think has helped the most is just being really consistent in showing up. Yeah. And I mean, what you've been able to create in four years is incredible. I mean, it's less than four years with this current business. And I'm just curious to know from your perspective, what is your secret sauce, so to speak? Like you said consistency, but is there something else as well? Honestly, I think the biggest thing has been not being afraid to stand up for what you believe in. Because I think that you can teach people what you do and you can talk about what you do, but actually we know people buy from people that they they know, like, and trust. That's been forever. And 
people, if people resonate with you, they'll resonate with you because of who you are and the things you stand for. And I have been lucky enough to have some experiences that have made me really stand for a couple of things. One, anti-bullying online, anti-trolling. Um, I'm big on that, do a lot of campaigning on that. And the second is integrity in the industry and, you know, getting rid of some of the old practices that we may have all been taught that aren't actually very good for people. And I talk about those things all the time. And while that's very polarizing, it means I also repel 50% of the people that look at me. It means that the people that are attracted to me are very attracted to me because they believe the same things. And so I think if you believe in something, if you want to talk about something that's really passionate to you and like it's really important to you, don't be afraid to do it. Like just go do it because that's how you're actually going to attract in the most perfect clients. Love it. And so what do you think now? Do you think passive income actually exists? Yeah, but I don't think it's passive. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> I think it eventually becomes passive. Um, I wish we could call it leveraged income because it would make so much more sense. But because people already know it as passive income, I'm loath to change it. Um, but the reality is it's really hard work the first time you make passive income. You're building an audience. You're learning how to launch. You know, you're, you're writing your content. You're doing all of this stuff. The second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth time you put it out there is when it becomes passive. And that's when it's great. But let's not pretend that we go to sleep and money somehow rains down on us from the sky because that doesn't happen. So it's not immediate passive income. No. That's the caveat. Love yeah. It. And I think people have been taught that you don't have to do anything and you do have to do quite a lot. <laughs> yes. So what would you say you're most excited about going forward? Oh, there's so many things. Now that, you know, we're, we're now making hopefully this year we'll be making five million dollars um so like i feel like i've ticked the box of where i wanted to get financially for now and so really the things that i'm really excited about is i'm going to be i'm partnering at the moment with a charity called bullies out and we're doing a lot of work to help people that have been bullied um help, help bullies too because hurt people hurt people um and so I'm looking forward to doing more work with them more than anything else. I'm doing some fun things as well. I'm going to Necker Island in the next year um, with a, a great mastermind group. That's going to be really fun to have, have lunch with Richard Branson. Um, I'm traveling a lot, which is always a good thing. And I'm speaking on some fantastic stages in the next few months. So, yeah, there's so much to look forward to. And, and that's what I love about the online world and the business world is there's no limit to what you can achieve. Whereas, you know, where I was five, five or six years ago in a blend of corporate world and having my wedding business, there was a lot of limits put in front of me. And now I don't feel like there are any. Mm, it's never too late to rewrite your story. Never. Yeah. I didn't make any money until I was 40. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. So the question we always ask our guests here on the show is what is one way people can create a life that's better than their dreams? Oh, I love that question. I think the best way that you can do it is to work out what that dream is first. And I think that's where most mistakes are made. So actually sit down and think, what would my perfect life look like? Then everything else can be made and created to support that rather than the other way around. Mm, so true. And you have a almost $5 million business and you're taking six weeks to travel over the next period of time, you're living proof. I am. Yeah. We're actually traveling for eight and a half weeks this time. We normally do oh, wow. six weeks. Um, so it's going to be going to be some good fun. 
Amazing. So where can people find you, Lisa? Um, the best place is probably Instagram at Lisa Johnson strategist. Um, but be warned, my stories do show all of me. So if I'm drunk one night out somewhere in, on holiday, you're going to see it. Like it's not super professional. Um, there's no curation going on on my feed. Um, but yeah, that's the, probably the easiest place you can get hold of me. That's more enticing than anything. <laughs> <laughs> for some, for some people, it's a, it's a real off putter. But that's what I was saying about being polarizing. That's all good. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I know you've inspired everyone listening. So I just so appreciate you and your time and being able to witness you go for your dreams in this way. It's such an honor. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Heart My Life show. Now do us a favor and tell people about this episode. It's truly our duty to make sure that the I Heart My Life movement is spread far and wide. The truth is life can be challenging, but it is possible for all women to love themselves and their lives. And while you're at it, send a link to this episode to three of your friends today, or maybe even post it on social media. Use the hashtag I hurt my life show. That's hashtag I hurt my life show. And if you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on, and leave a review because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. Please remember everything you desire is meant for you and possible. Keep showing up, taking action, and believing in your dreams.